2: Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, As you know, uh, every week we have amazing women, and next week I just wanted to let you know we're going to have uh, Fox News and Entertainment reporter Michelle Polino and the fabulous uh, indie filmmaker Sonia Sebastian, straight from Spain, here in L.A., uh, with us next Wednesday. So if you don't want to miss any episodes, please subscribe to us on YouTube. This week, we have two amazing ladies. We have the star of Fifty Shades of Grey, Shelley Fisher, is with us today. And then later in the show, we're going to have Marie Cordes, who is the author of uh, Poetic, uh, po- excuse me, Idea Poetry, and also the art director for uh, a cool cult film called Rock and Roll High School. So we're going to talk to Marie later in the show. First up, please welcome Shelley Fisher. Hi, Shelly. How are you?
0: I'm great, Catherine. I'm so happy to be here today on Live, Love, Thrive. Thank you. Well, I, uh, I've
2: seen your show, Fifty Shades of Oy vey, and it is fun. And I thought, what a fun topic to have on this week of Passover. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. The show yeah. is
0: the whole name of the show is really the Hebrew Hillbilly, right? Fifty Shades of Oyvain. I love am that. The Hebrew Hillbilly. Yes,
2: you are because you uh, grew up as a, a Jewish person in the South. You are right? so smart. That is correct. <laughs> uh, and da- uh, I can imagine, you know, uh, you know, I've lived in Miami, New York, LA, but I have to say, I I, I think you are in the minority in in the South. Yes totally yeah yeah you told me it was kind of tough growing up because you know one of a few kids that were jewish in the
0: school right that's true yeah you did your homework yeah (laughs) and and in fact my first grade teacher nasty miss asty actually called me a hebrew hillbilly and that's where you got it that's right i thought it was pretty cute my mama didn't okay yeah
2: yeah so what happened back then that you didn't that your mom didn't like actually end up being part of your comedic act today Exactly, exactly. We turned
0: poison into medicine. That's it. I love that.
2: Thank you. Lemons into lemonade and, yeah. All Um, that hokey
0: stuff. uh, It's (laughs) called that showbiz, y'all. That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: But it's a fun show. It tells the story of your life, which is really interesting. As... You know, I mean, really, if you sit down and talk to anybody, uh, everybody has a, an interesting story to tell, which is why we do this show. That's right. And uh, your story, um, I know, began in the South in uh, what city? Memphis. Memphis, of course. Memphis, where my friend Jerry Ford is from. And uh, that's why he's sitting in the green room today. Hi,
0: Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just met him. I love him. Your Tennessee friend. That's right. He's from Dyersburg. Though. That's right. I'm from Memphis. <laughs> Home of the blues. Yeah. Birthplace of rock and roll. Yeah. Capitol of barbecue and southern hospitality that's right and I know you even met uh, Elvis living there right oh thank you for asking yeah on Catherine on many occasions because actually my mama uh, when my daddy died and he was a attorney at law and a concert violinist married another violinist because she liked to fiddle around I suppose (laughs) and my stepdaddy Nate he did own many of the theaters yeah. in which Elvis had his midnight movie parties with the Memphis Mafia, and I got to go. Uh, and that's where uh, Elvis was. That, uh, I mean, that's who the Memphis Mafia was? His, that's, his. But Thank you. I thought everybody knew that. Yeah, yeah. Elvis had a whole group of friends yeah. that he called the Elvi yeah. because they all dressed up like him. Yeah. It was really an amazing time. Uh, of life and it was an amazing experience for me because I was really, really young when in the middle of the night my mama came home and she said, "Shelley Elvis is at the Idlewild. That's one of the names of the theaters that my stepdaddy owned. Do you want to go? So. I was really young, but I tried to look sophisticated, and I put on a padded bra. (laughs) Somehow I don't see you doing the sophisticated thing, but if you say so. (laughs) I tried to look grown up, and it was in my my phase where I was trying to look like Elvis. Yeah. I called myself Shelvis. That's true, (laughs) queen of rock and roll. And I met Elvis very early on. I suppose I went to two, three, or four of his midnight movie parties, and then I was fortunate enough to fly with him from Memphis to Los Angeles on one portentous portentous flight. Uh-huh. That was fantastic. I bet. It I sure bet. was.
2: <laughs> the, I'm not asking about that Mile High Club thing.
0: <laughs> no, well, I, I'm not. No, you know what? I, I I liked him a lot, but I, I could not get that close to a man who wore more makeup than me. <laughs> and I ain't lying. That is the truth. <laughs> is it? That's, it that's, is the that truth. Little tidbits of
2: knowledge on Live, Love, Thrive. <laughs> that is, That's the truth. And
0: anybody that knows him knows that Elvis but, Presley wore a lot of makeup, right. but he, he looked beautiful. He was very different now
2: listen uh with everything that's going on in the world today i I don't want to downplay the fact that you were talking about how tough it was to grow up jewish in the south because we think that these days have gone away and you and i were talking about not only was it uh, you know prejudice toward uh, jews but also gays and blacks and you know it was very contentious especially in the south when you were growing up absolutely and you know i thought in this day and age we kind of had you know, surpass that. Uh, at least that's what I was thinking, living here in Los Angeles and all. But uh, in the in this past year, it's so sad to see it raise its head again and all this anti-Semitism. And it's very sad. And what, what do you... Um, what do you make of that? Because I know you're such a uh, happy person that seems to, you know, uh, uh, make things, uh, you know, you find humor in the worst of situations, which is a beautiful gift. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so when you do tell your story, it's with such humor and, and, and so fun. That's what I love about the show. Um, but uh, underneath all that, uh, this is a serious issue. And, That's right. Um, just wondering how you feel about how that is in
0: today's world. Well, thank you. That's always great questions, as you do ask. I am learning, and I love your glasses, by the way. But my mama, Frida, was truly my role model in my life. And my mama had an amazing expression, and she said, Shelly, there's a thin veneer of civilization. Unfortunately, tolerance has to be learned. Right. And it's like certain foods, it has to be acquired. I don't know why it's like that, but it is like that. I learned that very early on in Memphis, Tennessee. Right. There wasn't just discrimination against Jews. Blacks really had a terrible experience in Memphis. And, well, gay people didn't exist. So, okay, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the way that it was. I think that uh, people uh, will always find a way to love, live, and thrive. Right. And people, some people, will always find a way to hate i do think that what you're doing with your show with education and understanding and kind of an edutainment format really does help but unfortunately there's some things that will always exist right and and what you're
2: saying is true whether you're an entertainer uh an author uh an inventor a scientist uh, we've had all on here uh everybody is a, a human being that wants to live, love, and thrive, and right. uh, and and we are here to perpetuate that. Everybody deserves that, no matter where they're from, no matter what ethnicity, no what, no matter what uh, economic background. Uh, everybody should have that opportunity, and uh, we need to perpetuate that positivity of helping each other Absolutely. rather than going against each other. Just. Really, no good comes out of the going against each other. It
0: just makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense, but I think that uh, I know that you believe in karma, cause and effect. And uh, according to my knowledge, Buddhism says we can only achieve world peace one individual at a time. Right. Because there's no way that I'm going to be able to legislate or even the government how you really feel. But you can legislate behavior. Right. So and I always
2: say I like I wanna empower one woman at a time
0: that's by all we can do.
2: telling stories of women who have taken life in their hands and, and done their dreams like what you've done, Thank you know. You. And I know it's uh, all of everybody's had a challenging road. They've all had obstacles, but here you are later in life. Doing your show. Not that late, <laughs> man. Oh,
0: it's not that late. Oh. I'm still hot. It and comes in flashes now. That's my closing <laughs> song. Okay. Right. And, you
2: know, doing what you love. Uh, and I think, you know, all of us should be inspired by that, you know. Um uh, I'm having. I've had people on in their 80s and 90s, and uh, you know, it's never too late for any of us to live our dream. That's true. And I know yours has always been singing and entertaining and uh, comedy and all of these things That's that you're right. you're Thank doing you. now with your show, which is at the Santa Monica Playhouse. That's
0: right. Right now, my is next very show, prestigious. Thank you. Yeah. Well, my next show, and I sure do hope you'll come to see me and all your zillions of viewers. <laughs> it is Sunday. Evening, 6.30 p.m. April 23rd. And, Catherine, we're having an awesome April party afterwards. Yeah, And we're featuring Moscow Mules. I have some other sponsors. Yeah. i got the people from Frozen Fruit Company, which is healthy fruit yeah. desserts. Uh, no dairy and no sugar added. Oh, we boy, have we're Melissa. all into that now, aren't we? We have <laughs> Melissa Pekin, and she's a senior beauty consultant from yeah. Beauty Counter, which is all natural, yeah. non-toxic cosmetics. Oh, we say- and you get me. Hey, what could be
2: better than that? They get to meet you in person. That's right. Uh, you know, and, and you are very special. And uh, thank you. You have a good message in your um, in your uh, play in your one woman show, and um, you just show how tenacity wins. And uh, I, I'm still here. Yeah, there you go, girl. <laughs> and so, tell me a little bit about uh, growing up there uh, in the South. You were in. Um, tennessee memphis uh you, you told me about this little encounter with uh, your little friend cooter carter that boy you <laughs> I, how could, who could forget that name You're good
0: well <laughs> anyhow i was in fourth grade and, and i thought i was really good friends maybe even boyfriend and girlfriend with this guy who sat behind me uh, fortuitously all the time named cooter carter and then one day we were having a test and he's tapping me on the back and he says uh move your paper And uh, I didn't like the tone of this, so I moved my paper further away from him. Because you didn't want him to cheat. Uh, Of course not. And he goes, move your paper. And I moved it again. He says, damn dirty, Jew. Oh, my God. Wow. It was not good for him that day. Yeah. No, because I went out. We had recess pretty soon after that. Right. And I was not even a tomboy or anything like that. Right. But there's just, I think there's a visceral, uh, primal urge Right. For justice. Right. Uh, when you feel you've been wrong, no yeah. matter who you are. Right. So you I, beat him up? Well, I did. I, <laughs> well, I ran after him, and I actually sat on his neck, and I proceeded to attempt to strangle him. I hope he's him. listening today. And, uh, well, I actually ran into him. That's a good story, uh, years later. Uh, at any rate, I tried to strangle him. A teacher came over, and we were promptly marched to the office, but I explained my story. and uh, Right. He probably never called anybody that again. I don't Let's know. Let's hope not. <laughs> I don't know, but somebody introduced me to him maybe 20 years ago. Right. He was trying to run for city council. Oh, my. And he did not know who I was. And he says, well, you're a pretty girl. Can I take you out? Oh. And I go, you know what? I don't want to say anything right now, but here's my number. Yeah. Well, so he calls me up. and You, you told know, him the story? That's right. And. Well, he was in fourth grade. I guess he gets a little past, as long as he's evolved. I, no, I don't think so. I'm oh. sorry to have to say that. Oh, my. But I think that there's a, a that level yeah. of, of visceral hatred yeah. at a young age was learned.
2: Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. So we our, our kids learn it, and then it stays with them. So they can learn it or they can unlearn it. It's uh, all how the parents teach them. Yeah, it does pass down through generations. I mean, I said
0: I certainly appreciate it. He apologized. I really I said I really do appreciate uh your apology. Yeah. And I hope that you've evolved just to use your language, but I said I'd be uncomfortable to go out with you. Right, right. And I don't think I don't you're cute me. anyway. <laughs> you still just look like a redneck to me. Okay.
2: <laughs> so uh I know your dad died when you were twelve. That's right. And, but you're um, good. Yeah, that must be uh that must have been like really uh just devastating for a 12 year old girl. And, you know, I do hear this story, uh, with a lot of my guests. I'm always so surprised how many people have lost parents at such a young age and, and how it really impacts their life. And, um, I know your dad was like a really great man. Not only
0: was he an attorney, you. but you, you said
2: he actually created the uh, the Memphis uh, Symphony Orchestra. Sympathy. He was a co-founder. Symphony Orchestra that ended up performing with Elvis and yes, all of correct. these great people. Who, who else? Uh, I know some other ones
0: you mentioned. Possibly. I'm not for sure, but I know Neil Diamond for right, sure. Right, Neil Diamond. And possibly yeah. Aretha Franklin. They played behind yeah. many, many great order, artists on many of the memphis sound records right uh that were really pervasive and popular in the 70s right so he started that and it still exists today he was a co-founder co-founder and he actually played first string violin with that symphony Mm -hmm. until he died and this was Mm -hmm. such a great image right for me
2: how do you think that impacted your life to to lose your dad do you think did it make you look at life differently, and if so, in what way? Or, or, or did you get something from that that made you stronger, that helped you be the person you are? You know, usually some something good comes out of these bad things that happen. It always seems that whatever challenges we have actually sometimes propel us in a
0: positive direction. If that makes sense. It's a great question, and you know, to you and to people out there, the answer is I don't know. Uh, I think it made you an independent woman. Well. I recreate his death mm-hmm. in my show, The Hebrew Hillbilly, mm-hmm. uh, every performance. And I'm devastated. Every time. Every time. Yeah. A, as a matter of fact, without even consciously thinking about it, I go, you know, I'd I like to leave the stage right now. Mm-hmm. And I go what to myself, what's going on with you? And I go, oh, my God, my daddy dies next. You never get over it. I'm sure that nobody out here yeah, has ever. If you ever lost ep- a
2: parent, no. you know you never do get over it. No. And when you think about that. That time in your life,
0: it brings it all back up for you again. That never goes away. Yeah. What I do think it does, it, it makes you find something that you love, that you excel at. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, I love to perform and sing. Right. And uh, when my, it was Probably, bad enough that my mama, excuse me, uh, got re, that my daddy died when I was twelve, and he was just forty-five, right. but my mama got remarried basically within a year wow and even though uh the man she married was another was the south's foremost orchestra leader and a violinist because i guess she liked to fiddle around <laughs> he wasn't my daddy right right Got and, it. and uh it wasn't okay yeah that he married my mama and slept in my daddy's bed right and yeah it, as a child that's hard to to process impossible yeah yeah. Fortunately, I had something yeah. I liked to do, right. which was to, to create songs and thank goodness so your
2: stepdad was in that genre, too, so that was at least He's helpful, a, right? He's a really
0: sweet man, Yeah, and he did give me some great advice to get out of showbiz.
2: Uh, uh, I could soon, see you took that advice. Uh, uh, <laughs> as soon as possible.
0: But he did say to me, he said, you know, Shelly, I've been trying to think about what your biggest talent is. He says, and you know what? You have something called... True glamour. And he said, don't you lose it out there in Hollywood. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So I know you went
2: off to uh, college to Boston University, and you then are, you are good. did some summers in Harvard. That so is, you're a smart chick. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Just because I look like this, don't mean I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I can I can say you're a powerhouse for sure Thank in every you. way. Thank you. I mean, and you know, thanks one you, to no one. Yeah. Well, and you uh, create your own show, your own woman show, uh, one woman show that's. Uh, I mean that that takes a lot of uh doing, you know. I am sure you do the marketing and create it and everything. Um That's right. So um and you just have a new album out too, right? Yes I do. Yeah.
0: It's Tell me called the name Rockin' of in Memphis.
2: Rockin' in Memphis. We I think that sounds like fun. That must be a fun album.
0: Well, thank you. A lot of people like it. I do get AirPlay coast-to-coast many places, especially. I'm proud that you can hear me on Southwest Airlines coast-to-coast. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Not totally a (laughs) fly-by-night. And uh, it's very upbeat, but it also has some... Very tender songs. Yeah. I was so, just flying this past week and on Virgin as a
2: matter of fact. And I see that they put a lot of up and coming artists. So that's really cool. So thank if you. you're flying on Southwest Airlines, you can go to the listening portion and, and hear be. your music. I hope so.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's it was great. on there.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Uh, and that's quite an accomplishment. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Well you've made a lot of achievements. We could go on and on. Any woman who wants to do something. It's yeah. literally got to take the bull by the horns. In my case, I'm a Taurus. Yeah. So it's easy for me to take the bull yeah. by the horns because I'm a bull. When's your birthday? Uh, Sagittarius. Yeah. So December? So I'm a lot of fun. Sagittarius? <laughs> I like to have a lot of fun. That's Sagittarius. What I When's your birthday? Uh, December 13th. You. Yep. So we You can't ask me what year, though. <laughs> well, forget that. I'm May 13th, so we yeah. are bonded by the 13th.
2: There you go. So... Um, uh, after you uh, went to college, you went out. You decided to hit L.A. and and make San a Francisco, go of it. Right? right San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. San Francisco then first. L.A. That's correct. Gotcha. And you did some stuff
0: uh, in Berkeley, was it? Or yeah, right. I uh, Taught school. Taught school in, Berkeley, in Berkeley, California. Berkeley, California. And said, "Not for me." No, Not they told for me. me in teacher training. It was a compliment if a kid called you mother. Yeah, I found out pretty quick. Yeah, mothers only half the word it was not for me yeah love kids however you ended
2: up having a daughter and this happened to i know be one of the brightest lights in your life is having your daughter
0: that's correct because you know many people come out to los angeles to pursue fame and fortune in my case i got knocked up but (laughs) that worked out well for me just like you were talking about turning poison into medicine because I found purpose beyond the Hollywood sign right. in having my beautiful daughter, Melissa. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? She's the best. She yeah. always corrects me. I just love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so uh, as far as your show goes, um, where would you like to take it? And, and you know, uh, what's your next steps with this?
0: Thank you. Well, I have a tour planned oh, nationally great. that's in the works We're Planning to go in yeah. September to London, oh uh, which I can't give you the theater right now. Right, that would and be cool. we're going back to Memphis uh-huh. in October, and we're negotiating with the theater for New York. And oh, we are oh. available for weddings, bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Uh, we love to perform this show. Many people tell me it inspires them to never give up their dreams. And I call it my triple D celebration mm. of diversity, dreams, and determination to never give up. Catherine, I have 15 original songs inspired by the blues and rock and roll of Memphis, Tennessee, some of them inspired by Elvis, and they're all written by myself and two different co-writers. They're both famous. One is Kenny Hirsch, and the other is Harold Payne. And I think that people would love it. I've been around for more than four years, and I've packed every house and... This is not going to be any different. That's cool. And uh, didn't you have like a disco hit? uh, I did. I did. I did. did. Well, actually, I had sort of two disco hits. Yeah. I recorded the disco theme of Wonder Woman, Uh which actually sold more than a quarter million records. And I never got a dime because I think that we all know.
2: Yeah.
0: In showbiz, there's only two categories, star and starve. Right. And then I had another disco hit that I wrote for Rick Dees, who had... A song called Disco Duck. I wrote Disco Rilla. Dis- it's in collector's <laughs> bins everywhere.
2: Vinyl's coming back, y'all. Okay. Well, they cannot miss your show. I'm so happy that we had you on today. Thank you. Uh, you are just a ball of joy, and uh, the show is fun, it's funny. People should catch it at the Santa Monica Playhouse. It's called Fifty Sh- Shades of Oyvey. The Hebrew, uh, Hebrew hillbilly, Billy. Fifty, Fifty Shades, Shades, Shades of, of Oyvey. Oy yeah, and uh, Hebrew hillbilly, you are uh, very unique, and uh, I like that. I like women who are doing something trailblazing and unique, and also doing it later in life. It's never too late to live your dream and bring the joy. So it ain't
0: later compared to God. And they can find out more at HebrewHillbilly.com.
2: Absolutely. We have that up on the screen. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you
0: so much for having me. Okay, I sure appreciate it. All right. And we will be right back
2: with Marie Cordes. Stay tuned.
0: The Live, Love, Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at
2: 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. The
0: Live Love Thrive Program is brought to you in part by Honda of Downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women.
2: Back with author Marie Cordes. Hi, Marie, how are you? Good. Catherine, how are you doing today? Good. I'm good. great. I'm good. great. It's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. Yes, it Life is. Life is good. Yes. So, uh, you have had many incarnations. I know uh, we connected through the Live, Love, Thrive conference. Correct. I know you attended. Thank yes. you for being there. And it was a lot of fun, right? It was. Thank you for putting yeah, it on. You yeah. bet. You yeah. bet. We did that coming days off the election, and it seemed like everybody kind of needed a big, picked me up and it was uh it was great to gather with so many like-minded women and And absolutely you know get our mojo back so i'm glad that we met through that yeah um also, you and I have a similar background. We have a media background. I know I was in cable television advertising. You were in TV and radio, mm-hmm. which is uh, always interesting to get to talk to someone who has a similar background. Uh, just because we both know what a great ride it was. It was like Mad Men in the uh, but absolutely w- Mad
1: Women of the eighties. You yeah. know, it was yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It it's certainly changed a lot now. But back when we were doing it, yes, it, it, was a it lot has of fun. changed. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. We,
2: we we had a good. We won't. We won't give all our secrets away right but, um but you had many incarnations as most of us have by this time uh and so you actually uh, wanted to study to be an art
1: director right so you went to school for that right I, I actually went to school I studied fine arts yeah. you know painting sculpting yeah. jewelry
2: making yeah. and um, and you were born in Wisconsin was, I was born yeah. in Milwaukee Wisconsin right. 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 right right yeah
1: no you went to school where to study this Cardinal Stritch College, and okay. that's it's now Card- Cardinal Stritch University, yeah. but that's in Milwaukee.
2: So you came out to L.A. with high hopes of being an art director, which you actually did manifest. I,
1: I did, yeah. I yeah. did actually. You know, you know, it's a it's it's a strange story in that um, when you're a fine arts major in school, people yeah. start asking you questions like, "Well, so what are you going to do when you get out of school? Are you think somebody's going to hire you to sculpt a rock? It'll sit in front of a museum." Yeah, you know, and and it's like, well uh gee I don't know yeah but um, you know it was a great education and and you can't help that anyway
2: because like if it's your passion yes like you know, you want to do your passion, like isn't that why we were given these gifts, right? right. Yes. so Absolutely. I can see your tenacity,
1: yeah. you know, yeah, you know, was and for a good reason. Uh, ultimately though, I was managing um, three movie theaters while I was in college, that uh, was oh, a full-time job and fun. I used to watch the credits roll and I saw art director and I just said, you know, being young and naive, I said, yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna move to Los Angeles Well, not so naive, you did it. <laughs> yeah I did. And the day after yeah. college, I packed up everything that could fit in the car and just drove out here i love that i love that tenacity
2: um so you came out here and let's tell the audience like how you actually did get to do art directing i know you worked your way up um, and ended up doing like this really popular cult film called Rock and Roll, Rock and High, Roll School. High School. And and so that must have been fun.
1: It was, it, it was a lot of fun, but it was an interesting ride, you know, thinking right. that, okay, I'm going to come out here. I'm just going to start calling Paramount and Universal and set up appointments and tell them I want to be an art director. Right. Isn't
2: that the greatest thing, though, about being naive?
1: Yes, that is. I mean, I have He's really fearless. actually
2: accomplished a lot in my, especially my younger days, just out of naivete. Right. You know, not if. If you don't know, then you're fearless. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you I love know. that you just like knocked on the doors of the studios, but look what came of it. You actually got yeah.
1: to do some art directing. Did started out as yeah. as as an assistant on a couple of films and then uh, I art directed Rock and Roll High School which Uh, is today still very well known as a cult film. That's cool. Uh, Featuring the Ramones. Right.
2: And then you were telling me you also did a film uh, that was directed by Max Baer, who oddly enough was on the Beverly Hillbillies. I mean apparently Hillbillies are a theme for today's show. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Max
1: Baer. He he was, it was called Hometown USA. Uh, It also starred uh, Brian Kerwin, but Uh uh, it's one of those films that, like a low-budget film that never really made it big. Right. Right. It's still part of my past, part of my resume, and it was a great experience. You
2: know, people who aren't from Hollywood have no idea how many of those movies are made, way more than they actually see on the big screen. Absolutely. Like thousands upon thousands. I mean, just that never really see the light of day, and so much work goes into them. Oh, And some of them are really great, too, and people never get to see them. It's a shame, and look what... Look what makes it to some of the big screen. You know who 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 can figure who green lights that stuff. But right. you know. Yeah. But um, how fun that you got to do it. So then your next uh, incarnation was your next incarnation was uh, doing. Um, a talent, uh, you were a talent, talent agent, agent, right? Which uh, right. kind of made sense. Okay, it, it was I know you were yeah. working like eighteen-hour days and making two hundred a week doing production, so I could see why you wanted to
1: yeah, move over yeah, to something I, different. Right. Yeah, I just didn't see myself also working my way up. Being part of a big studio environment and being in the union, yeah. Um, but I did meet a lot of actors, and yeah. they all complained about one thing. They had something in common. They all complained about their agent. And I'm 23 now, and thinking, hey, I could do that. Yeah, I could be a talent agent. yeah. There, are again that naivete yeah, paid exactly. off exactly. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah. align myself with uh, with a small talent agency. I was yeah. a talent agent. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: I love uh, that. You just picked whatever you wanted to do and did it. Yeah, well, yeah. trying trying yeah. different things, yeah. and that's the message here too—that I want people to realize, if they're young or even if they're later in, in life, that uh, there is no age limit, time limit right. on picking what you want to do and going for it. And that's you're right. like, you're a perfect example of that. Like, you just pick what you want to do and you go for it. Um, so the talent agents thing. What, what was the? Uh, was that the? Um, story or you told me about uh, meeting uh well
1: i, I forced my parking on, lot story yeah the parking lot story. yeah the parking lot story so uh what happened is i was um Managing the career of uh, Mary Warnoff who was a cult film star and she was also in um, rock and roll high school That's where I met her. So Uh when I transferred over to be a talent agent She came with me and I'm thinking wow, you know to me she's you know, and she is she's a well-known star And I'm thinking I'm a new talent agency and new talent agent at 23 so I I felt very strongly about a movie that John Peters was was producing at the time and and uh, I couldn't get his attention. I couldn't get the casting director to get her to get Mary an interview. So I saw this was back in the day when you could easily get on the the studio lots. So uh, I saw reparked parked his car. You know, there's one of those, um, you know, those cement blocks that says yeah. John Peters. Yeah. So one morning, oh, there's a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. One morning, I just sat there. I was sitting yeah. there on that uh, little little uh, cement block and waited for him to come in. Sure enough, he drives in. He can't park in a space with me sitting there. And so he gets out of his car, and I jump up, and I say, oh, I have, I have this movie that you're producing, I not even introduce myself. This movie you're producing, I've got the perfect actress for the lead role. You've, you've absolutely got to see her. And he pushed me aside. Oh, my gosh. So I ran after him, and I grabbed his hand, and I had a picture and resume of my hand in my hand of Mary, and I shoved it in his hand. And I said, you'll be missing out if yeah. you don't meet her. Yeah. And he pushed me away again and slammed the door in my face. And I'm thinking, wow, wow, who, you know, who does this kind of stuff? I mean, what did I just do?
2: And I'm thinking the same thing about what you did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm thinking about myself. What did I do? What did I just do? I didn't want to tell anybody. Of course, Mary was thrilled. Yeah. But, uh, a couple days later, the phone rings. And I love this. And you get a phone call from yeah. the casting director. They want to set up an interview to see Mary for That's the, unbelievable. The I love that story. Yeah, it's and it, amazing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I
2: can see why you're able to achieve whatever you put your mind to because you are like – Really tenacious. It, well, the, the, you, that's you the word believe. that comes to mind yeah. when I think of you, Marie. You, you, yeah. just, you
1: just have to believe, though. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I was right. Yeah. She was. That, yeah. That, yeah. She was worth the interview. That's so, cool. So, And then you started
2: a new uh, career after this, which yeah. was in the media sales that right. we were talking about. And right. media sales back in... Um, uh, that time of the 80s, 90s was booming. I mean, yeah. we really did well, right? right? I mean, it was a great time to be in, in, in television and in radio. Um, and I know you became a sales manager. And I love that uh, this is where it led to the book that you've made today. Right. You used to um, sketch, like, inspiring um, Sketches and with uh, some verbiage that would inspire people on your team, right? And uh, ended up using this information to put into books. But uh, initially, you did it. You said like as a holiday, like once a year thing. Well, it and was then like it, kinda... a, it was like a
1: gift. I yeah. Mean, I, I here I was being a, being a sales manager. I have this art background, and I finally found a way to, to mesh kind of marry, the two. Marry the two together, I love that. Being... That's so creative. So I, I found you know salespeople naturally they need uh, they need you know a lot of motivation inspiration and motivation because yeah. you know, it's you know it, it's a tough job it's it's, it's a great job but yeah. it's also it's uh, yeah you know it's hard work yeah so I started um, creating what I call these like once they were one sided cards and they were all very inspirational they were hand drawn uh, yeah. all black and white. And I always tried to um, uh, mirror the essence of whatever was happening at the time. Right. And I would give them as gifts to the salespeople right. at the 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 end of the year. And interesting things started to happen. I started to see, and they showed me and told me that they framed them as wall art or desktop prints to look at during times of personal struggle. Wow. So this
2: this encouraged well, these me. These are them. What, what are some of the sayings on them? Because I know we're showing them on the screen. Yes. Uh, but...
1: Uh, one is the adventure begins with you. One is uh, nothing happens until something moves. One is just called believe, focus.
2: Now, let's talk about this one. Nothing happens until something moves. I love that because I really believe in that. Like with the energy of the universe, people will say, oh, I'm stuck. Yeah, And so – it's like, yeah, you're stuck until you do something that makes that energy move, right? Right. So I like that one in particular. Um, Like, everything around us is energy, and when we take that action, action, right? Yeah. It starts the momentum of whatever it is we're desiring to do, like become an agent or become an art director. You took those steps, and it started the motion of the energy going on around us, and that motion propels more, exactly. Motion forward. Yeah, and a- I love that. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you
1: start to once you commit by taking action or just you making a commitment of your own will and saying, um, I'm I'm going to do this, and in six months I'm going to have this done. Yeah. Interesting things start to happen. It's yeah. like a, a synchronicity. Right. It starts to happen. You start noticing magazine articles, TV and radio shows. Right. That. You know, there's just signs that push you to tell right. you that Or someone will say, right call
2: this person yes. or, yeah, you know, exactly. let me introduce you to this person. Or, yeah, it kind of all just falls into place. But not until we put our focus and have that clarity of, well, what is it we're trying to achieve? And then that focus of doing it and then taking that action toward it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, I can see your program is all about that. Um, I love this one, too. Persist. Consistently persist. I, I kept saying tenacity yeah. for you but I would also say persistence, right? Yes, yeah, ab- yeah.
1: absolutely. That, that happens to be my, my personal favorite because, you know, some people will say, you know, attitude is everything. I say attitude is almost everything. Persistence is everything. Right. Sticking with it in the face of um, obstacles because yeah. things are going to happen. Right, because people get,
2: uh, they give up when things aren't easy. Right. Like, oh, here's an obstacle. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, then I'll just stop. Instead yeah. of saying, "Let me learn how to do
1: that." Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. How, how do we go around here? It's just, uh, yeah. it, it's just. It might be a setback, but it's only a minor setback. Right. You can't just drop the project.
2: Right. So when you went to create your book, you'd never created a book before, much like me. You know. Right. right? Yeah. And you could have said, "Well, I don't know how to create a book, so forget it," but. You, you figured it out, he, you, absolutely. You, I, I take I had, it you got some support, and absolutely, yeah, I had, what I, I had did. something
1: like you know, I had almost forty of these drawings that yeah. I had been, you know, sending them to friends. I mean, I expanded it, sending them yeah. to friends and and family, and and and, and I saw that people were um, were really using them. So I thought, you know, yeah. I've got to do more with this. I've got to pull it together, and I started, you know, examining my my path, my struggles, my triumphs, what what worked, what didn't work, right. Right. And I found that I common actions that were attributable to many of the journeys that right. I took, even back to the days of of being an art director and a talent agent. Right. And yeah, these I, are things you can use over and over, over again because the words yeah. you
2: have here are passion, action, believe, focus, simplify, persist, reflect, and begin again. Begin again. It's, so it's, I mean, that, it's that, an that, ongoing process. Yes,
1: it is. And and by really examining my my path. I, I chose eight of these designs to put together a step-by-step guide, and that's the basis of the book. Right. You know, idea poetry. This is the poetry, the drawings, right. yes. to guide your passionate pursuits. Right. And I will tell you that this step-by-step process works in your business life, in your personal life, whatever. Relationships, whatever. A- a- relation, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, Idea Poetry is the book, and they can get that
1: on Amazon. Amazon. Uh, or barnesandnoble.com and, Noble. Barnes and, com Noble. and um, Balboa Press. I'm a self-published author, but I'm self-published through Balboa, Balboa Press. Press.
2: Right, which is Hay so, House, Hay if House. people don't Absolutely. know. Which yeah. is a wonderful entity that yes. has all um, motivational, mm-hmm. yes. perfect fit for you. Um, what I love is that you're starting to um, do some volunteer work that you shared with me. And I think every successful woman should be paying it forward. And I think, you know, there's nothing that comes back karma wise more than helping other people. And I love that you associated A with a a group called um, Right Girl, Girl. which is spelled W-R-I-T-E, which is, I think, very adorable. Right Girl. And so you go in uh, this program. Mm-hmm. uh goes into the schools and helps like city girls get an opportunity to learn writing yes in, in, in and tell us a little bit about that in what capacity you know. sure
1: well there's it, it's kind of twofold um uh, on weekends they also offer workshops for um for girls this is primarily teen girls and there's like set locations being at the um the huntington library or um, a, a bookstore a, a local independent bookstore and there's mm-hmm. workshops on poetry, on songwriting, all kinds of things mm-hmm. to help the um, to help the girls. Um learn how to do this writing and they have guest speakers come in that are that are accomplished poets or accomplished songwriters Ah. and then um, encourage them give them tools uh, and exercises to actually write and for instance the songwriting uh, workshop it's it's absolutely amazing The, um, the actual songwriters then take some of the work that the girls wrote that day yeah and they actually will put together like a like a song and, and show their whole process on how they do it. It's, it's I amazing. I love that. And, and then another thing, another uh, facet of the Right Girl program is that um, they go into schools in the, in the inner city, um, really at-risk young women uh-huh. that um, – you know, maybe took a wrong turn in life, but give them mm-hmm. an opportunity, and we go in and we do writing exercise with exercises with them, and then give them the opportunity to to stand up and read their work. I we love help that. give them confidence and encouragement. And who started
2: that organization? Uh, her
1: name is Karen Taylor. that's karen mm-hmm. k e r e n and she's she's an amazing woman. Uh, and uh, she was a writer in the industry, or what, what's her uh, background? Her background, really, you know, I'm, I'm not 100 percent familiar with her background, but it? it's something. It was like her grand passion and what she wanted to do. And uh, can people Google "write girl" and absolutely, them? yeah, absolutely. And they're, and they're always looking for volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I know the next step is you want to take this into more schools. Correct your
1: eight step program. My my book that describes the, the eight step yeah. the eight step program mm-hmm. to you know encourage uh, uh, these these young. Women to um, pursue their dreams and mm-hmm. and 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 think that it is possible, right? And and to also give them a guide so that they don't wake up in the morning and say, you know, now what? I mean, right. we've all been there where we go to a. Inspirational uh, speaking event, or listen to a podcast, and we're all pumped up. We leave the next morning. We go. Well, now what do I do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They need. You need some actual tools. Yeah.
2: This is also what we're doing with 360 Karma is, you know, providing people experts to help them whatever it is write their book or write their screenplay or do their TED talk or whatever it is because that is the one thing that gets in people's way of their dreams is they think I don't know how to do this or I don't. know how to do that. And we have to get women, we have to boost their confidence, their self-esteem, and teach them that we're here to help each other. Yes. And that we need to use each other's gifts to help each other. Right. And so... If I'm not a social media person, then I should find someone who has that gift. If I'm not an author, I should find someone who has that gift so that I can then do my gift. Mm-hmm. And this is where the 360 karma all comes in. It's yeah. us all helping each other help each other. Yes.
1: you know, Right? And, and what I will tell people, too, is you never want to wake up in, like, 10 years and say, what if? What if I would have done that? Right. You know, because I had talked about pulling all my, my drawings, my illustrations together and and putting them in a book for a long time. Right. And if I didn't do it, at yes. some point I'd be saying, what if I would what have if, done yeah. that? You know? And I know you said you want to leave
2: this as a legacy, like... You know, oh, something absolutely. that makes a difference that, you know, and uh, if it changes one person's life, well, then it's all worth it. A- and absolutely. I'm sure it will change many people's lives, you yeah. know.
1: And, and then yeah. really by taking action on your own passion, you become the inspiration for someone else. Right. If, if she can do it, I can do right. it. Right. And
2: then when they benefit from it, wow, what a feeling that right. is, right? Yeah. I know I feel that way with the yeah. conference, with workshops. It's like when people come back to you and say, Um, wow, that really helped me have my aha moment or helped me to finally get off the dime and and do this passion of mine or this dream of mine. Nothing is more
1: fulfilling than inspiring that. Encouraging another person you you just... There's there's nothing like it.
2: And I love uh, what you're doing and what that program does with inner city kids because I do believe um, people are born into a disadvantage, but we could all get together and help those that are disadvantaged have the same opportunities. Maybe they can't afford to uh, go to Tony Robbins or Brendan Bouchard or whatever, but there should be thought leaders that go into the inner cities and help those kids. Just like when we were growing up, They didn't have any of these tools that you're bringing to the school. Right. It was math and English and – Absolutely, yeah. So this was my
1: gift, and and so this is my way of of giving it back. I love that. I love that. So you're looking for schools, like if
2: people – teach at a school or work at a school, maybe they're principal, you're looking to take your program, Idea Poetry book and program yeah. into the schools and, and they could contact you.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I've contacted a lot of people already. Yeah. Um, and, and that too is a process of persistence oh, <laughs> because, uh, because I have no they, doubt that you'll they're, do they're, it. They're busy, but, um, but, yeah. um, um, you just got to follow this process. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right.
2: And it's highbrowsing.com. Highbrowsing.com is, is my website. Yeah. So and people can find, uh, the book and information about you or how to get yes. in contact with you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. The,
1: the, well, and, it and,
2: sounds like you're leaving a great legacy. Great. Well, yeah. thank you. Is there anything else on your radar that you want to do
1: in this lifetime that you haven't done yet? Well, right now, this is my this is my main focus and. Um who knows where it may lead? I'm, I'm thinking about doing a TED talk about it. Yeah. But I oh, I, I think first, that'd be great. Yeah, that would make a great TED Talk. Yeah, but I would yeah. first really like to, you know, make a difference with some of the young people. You could
2: definitely do a TED Talk on persistence and tenacity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and we need more women uh, getting out there being tenacious and persistent. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh that's a good inspiration. Um uh, what do you think
1: about what's going on uh in the world today at large? Uh well, I think this is um I think this is a pretty scary time. I mean, just look what happened in San Bernardino, you know, to hear that there was yet an, an, another you know, another shoot. I mean, it could happen anywhere. Let's face it. Right. It could happen to any one of us, but when right. the, when it affects, you know, little families and little kids, um, that really, that really hits home. And, right. Um, I think that uh, it's just uh, a challenging time. a challenging time.
2: I think the more we go into the schools and teach these kind of tools that help people focus on their gifts and how mm-hmm. to manifest their dreams, the more happy children will be raising the more productive they'll be the happier they'll be and we'll have less violence if we could raise the children to get out of those doldrums of not having these opportunities but realizing everyone has a choice everyone has these opportunities given the tools given this information yeah, give, like,
1: given the, given the right tools and, and right and, so what you're doing is really
2: important yeah Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love your idea of poetry. I think it's very innovative and cool. You're a very smart, creative woman, and uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing awesome uh, work like this to help uh, young people and people of all ages.
1: Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, uh, Marie. And we will be back next week with more great guests, Michelle Polino and Sonia Sebastian. Until then, make it a great day, make it a great week, and hugs and happiness we mm-hmm.